0: 2023 is, um, I think, an opportunity to probably seize the moment and recognize the kind of direction of travel, which is technology can be a way in which you can uh, have better design, have better construction, and and hopefully, uh, through investment, uh, improve margins along the way.
1: Hello, innovators. I'm Todd Wyatt, and welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast presented by Applied Software Great Tech Group. You're invited to join our conversation to model the future of construction innovation and the digital transformation adventure of this great industry. My guest today is Russell Haworth, CEO of Big Factor Group in UK. He is a technology-focused CEO with a proven track record of growing businesses with new products in new markets. He specializes in optimizing the intersection of data, cloud, and machine learning for SaaS products. Russell is a regular media commentator contributing to the debate on a wide range of technology topics and also hosts the podcast Thoughts from the Big Chair, helping leaders with digital transformation. Welcome to the show,
0: Russell. Pleasure to be here.
1: Uh, looking forward to the, the, the conversation. So I always like how uh, people kind of got into the industry to start and frame the, the conversation. So how'd you, how'd you get into construction?
0: <laughs> uh well I'm a relative newbie by by pretty much anybody's standards i've um i've been in the industry about um uh 18 months just short of okay uh, so uh so you know I, I which helps actually because you come to the industry with some uh some new perspectives hopefully yeah. and uh, you can see things in a in a kind of fresh light so um yeah and i i came to the industry actually i joined big factor uh, in a company called MBS, which is based in the UK. And um, as a group, big factors listed on NASDAQ uh, in Sweden. And so over the years, I've acquired lots of different businesses, MBS being one of them. And, and MBS is a spec software business. Um, so building specification, working a lot with architects, and uh, that's a SaaS based platform where we work with clients to have uh, a lot of the software to help them specify uh, their their, um, their buildings. So um, that's where it started, and then I moved into the broader group uh, to manage uh, other businesses within the UK. Glenigan being the project information business, uh, and a business that we've got over in Ireland called CIS. Uh, which again does uh project information so kind of long answer to a short question but uh yeah i'm uh i'm thoroughly enjoying being part of the construction technology space and i think it's fascinating you know there's there's a, a fairly uh, early stage in technology adoption across uh the construction landscape so you know it's it's a good place to uh learn a bit more about how technology is being adopted and also you know be uh part of the journey
1: yeah absolutely so what kind of opportunity do you see coming in kind of with with fresh eyes what's the opportunity in this space that kind of pulled you in
0: well i think you know so my background is uh many many years in data software and technology and so uh, as you said at the outset the kind of intersects of all of those is where yeah. it gets really interesting and you know when we've got uh the opportunities as an, in- as an industry i would say that you know, we talk about technology, but really, what do we mean? I think we really mean data uh, for the most part. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's a really good opportunity to look at what data we've got, how we're we're collecting it, how we're sharing it, how we're analyzing and using it to make better decisions. And uh, that's where I think the real opportunity is in the construction market. I mean, it's facilitated by technology and hardware and software, but Ultimately, where I think the the real opportunity is is sharing data right the way across the construction lifecycle, right. and that's what we're doing at Big Factor. We're we're essentially collecting you know billions of data points um, and looking at how we can aggregate that, interpret, analyze, and give people uh, in the industry a lot more insights so they can make better, more informed decisions, and that's a that's the heart of what Big Factors all
1: about. Yeah. No, I think that's really interesting. I agree that it's a it's a major opportunity in the space. Uh, it, it's also kind of funny because it's a it seems like it's a double edged sword there as well. Because while it's a huge opportunity, it's also a big hurdle in that. How do you sync all the data up, and then what do you do with the data? And uh, you know, are you just compiling the data for data lake sake, or, or are you actually doing something useful with the data? And do you have a plan? for the data? How do you encourage or kind of talk through that on how to really leverage the data for practical bottom line benefits?
0: Yeah, so let me give you an example. So uh, in the project information space, uh, we use artificial intelligence and good old on the telephone research to collect data about potential projects Mm -hmm. that may be commissioned by, you know, a council or a company or a client and we use that data and collect and aggregate it uh, and we we sell that data to contractors who are trying to find uh, the new uh, areas of potential investment so they can bid for that work and that's 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 a practical example of how collecting analyzing sharing that through a SaaS based platform that's that's accessible to clients can help them get better Visibility of potential projects, and then, you know, really uh, that's helping stimulate how they can grow their bottom line and their their business by having intelligent data, but have it have it earlier than anybody else, mm-hmm. and um, and having that, I think, is one aspect of um, of how data is is really practical and and valuable in the context of construction.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so one of the, the issues that arises a lot in construction when it comes to data is all these data silos and that, you know, the different softwares aren't really connected in and flowing that, that information together. And then you have the architects are operating in their system. The GCs are operating in their systems and the trades are operating in those systems and they kind of talk where they have to, but it's not fully integrated. How do you, uh, or should you even be worried about, really bringing down those those walls of those data silos and, and really getting to that connected construction that everybody talks about.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, it's, it's a kind of um, uh, utopian world, I suppose, in in that vision where uh, everybody starts to share all of their data and yeah, you know, probably practically that's not gonna happen sure. anytime soon. But the reality is that uh, what we're trying to do is we, we call it the construction ecosystem. There's a massive amount of data, whether right the way across a continuum from ideation through to facilities management, and and so the, the the complexity across that supply chain and that ecosystem, I think is where the opportunity is, uh, because if we're able to uh, invite people into a single source of truth around the data and give collaboration tools to uh, whether it's architects or engineers uh, or uh, the facilities management teams, uh, then you've got a single source of truth across that data of a particular building. So for example, uh, at MBS, uh, one of the companies that um, is within the big factor group, they do specification software. And you know what we're trying to do is say, well, actually the architect uh, ideates and thinks about how to build a, a, a building and um, designs that. Now, um, well, then they've got to think about, well, uh, the, the sustainability of the building, the design of the building, etc. If we're able to then uh, open that up so the architect can say, actually, I know I want a window of this particular specification, but I don't know what product to select. Um, we actually give the... Uh, product suppliers uh, access to the architects. So the architects can then within the platform Mm. select a particular product that they're after and then incorporate that into the specification. And so the more we're able to give access to the designers and the engineers and the constructors into a, a, a platform so that they can contribute, they probably can't edit it but they may be able to contribute ideas, and there's a, a way in which, throughout that design process and the uh, the appointment of a contractor, there's a single source of truth of data that goes all the way through, mm. and uh, and that helps in continuity of design, continuity of uh, product, and making sure that actually what was uh, designed actually gets built. And so, if the more you can invite the different Factions of the of the industry into more collaboration tools. I think that's a real opportunity for businesses like Big Factor, and you know that's where we see the opportunity in the future for our business. Because you know connecting more of those fragmented elements of the supply chain is really where the opportunity is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. What, what do you think needs to uh, kind of be? Added into the uh, equation to really create that uh, adoption to fully realize the the connected construction ecosystem, like what you just described.
0: Well, I think it's um, I think it's about trying to recognize that there are distinct distinct roles in different countries. Of course, um, it's different. But take for example in the UK, where you've got the you know design the designer and then the architect and then the specifier. And then the um, the product supplier, um, all of those elements. If, you know, if you're able to create um, that collaboration um, through software and data and technology, mm-hmm. um, then you've got you know technology which is on the cloud, so therefore accessible to anybody. Um, the permissioning rights to either edit or or comment, and the collaboration tools within it, so you can have an instant messaging uh, forum. So, that it's a increases the ability to collaborate, but equally can uh, be an auditable, auditable conversation about the design and the construction of a building. Now, again, we're not there yet, um, but uh, I think recognizing that uh, whilst there are distinct elements, so between the architect and the quantity surveyor, you know those are two different worlds. Mm-hmm. Actually, if you can start to connect them, uh, then We break down the barriers and we're able to say, well, actually, yeah, wouldn't it be really cool to to have uh, when you're designing a building and looking at that specification? Wouldn't it be cool to A, select the product, which we can do already, B, know how much vaguely it's going to cost? And then also C, think about the embedded carbon within the design. And if you can triangulate all of that. You've got a really interesting product, and, uh, and and super valuable to the the ecosystem.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love that it's bringing the insights into it that the, a lot of the, the industry kind of has like in the, in their minds. And if they they really think about it and do a lot of manual heavy lifting, they can probably get there. But why not just streamline that and make it easier by using technology and, and huh, really taking it to the, the the next level of the the innovation and the um, just that continuity. Going back to a uh, word that you said earlier, uh, why not do that? Because
0: it's going to only increase everybody uh, in in the long run. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing is for the most part, it's not a technology problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> I oh, <a>, sure. <laughs> having the, uh, you know, an on-the-cloud SaaS-based platform is not the hard part. The hard part is just getting, you know, the data and workflows and and encouraging more people to adopt uh the technologies and I think it's a mindset change yeah it is a mindset change and um and I think we're all guilty of you know working on Microsoft Word uh Excel and and being on these platforms that are individual silos the real the real benefit here is to try and have a more collaborative software that um helps people interact and um and is a an auditable view of the of the building and the life cycle um and i actually think that's going to improve decision making right the way from cost to carbon Mm -hmm.
1: yeah you know i i love technology as much as anybody does but i i am the first to admit that if you just throw technology at the problem without fixing the the underlying currents and the mindset around it you're probably going to just make it worse you got to fix the kind of the, the fundamentals of the ecosystem in the uh so kind of with that in mind how do you go about shifting that that mindset in the digital transformation journey what does what does that look like and where does construction maybe what are we getting wrong in that
0: well you kind of touched on it a minute ago which is you got to start with your intended outcome um you know it, it it starts with knowing um what you want to achieve and then you figure out how technology can support that um, as you say, if, if, you, if you try and either do it in parallel or w- worse, still put technology first and then think that it's going to solve a problem, mm-hmm. uh, it often doesn't. And um, and so I think, you know, are we, for example, is sustainability of this building an important aspect of its design? And if so, you know, how do I use a software and a platform that's going to help me look at the design of the building, look at the different Economic uh, aspects of it, but also look at the ergonomic and the sustainability uh, elements of that as well. And, you know, I think a lot of that comes down to visibility of, for example, supplier m- and materials. You know, we know already that carbon and associated um, materials are a huge uh, element of any building and the embedded carbon over its life cycle. Mm. So being able to spend the time early visualizing, looking at different permutations of design, uh, I think is a really important aspect of it. And um, it was actually over in Germany uh, just yesterday, actually. And uh, I was amazed by um, a digital rendering platform uh, called Chaos, which is a really cool um, way in which you can visualize the design and almost it looks real. And uh, and so, but you can move the, all of the the elements of the building around, um, and because it's it looks real, it's almost like watching a video game. Um, it's it it helps you visualize, and and getting the design right early in uh, the uh, life cycle has a huge impact on the embedded carbon across the life cycle of the building. Which mm-hmm. you know I think of buildings fifty years, making sure that it's designed right in the first instance. Is a really important aspect of that, and that's what we're doing at MBS because we're trying to work with three um, D models and and also the specification data that you need to make sure that you're getting you know the, the right materials, yeah. uh, but equally um, the right design. And you know, more and more our clients are asking for EPD certificates and products that are sustainable and are going to be. Uh, Better from an embedded carbon perspective because that's what their clients want. Mm-hmm. And you know, starting with you know what is uh, the premise of the uh, of, and the objective of what you're trying to achieve, I think is the first part. But then, obviously, technology and data and information helps on that really early important design phase.
1: Bridging the gap is powered by Graytek Group, as a global BIM and modeling expert. Great Tech is dedicated to empowering construction and manufacturing professionals to digitize and industrialize their processes to improve performance and build a sustainable tomorrow. With more than 30 years in the industry, they know how to be your partner in a world where change is the new normal and always strive to enable their customers to gain an increased competitive advantage to model the future. Visit graytech-group.com for more information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to dig into that a, a bit more. How can technology really better equip us to tackle those big initiatives like embodied carbon and sustainability?
0: Well, I mean, um, I, I think the first part is that uh, knowing what is what is embedded within your product that you're buying. And so you know, again, I don't think it's a technology problem. I think it's a data problem. Um, to know that, you know, whether you're buying a steel bars or concrete or doors or windows, um, uh, knowing that, uh, you've got a certain amount of embedded carbon within that, and you can use your carbon calculators to figure out what the, uh, embedded carbon could be over the life cycle. Mm-hmm. I think that's, data, that's a data problem. And, um, and I think that's, uh, again, Facilitated by technology, and and obviously, you know, there's a whole uh, industry or sub industry within the construction a- area that's trying to look at how technology can help on that design phase. I mean, you've got the, you know, again, looking at uh, some of the more uh, ubiquitous technologies now around uh, VR headsets, and and looking at how you can use VR to visualise a building, and 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 having that cross-correlated with the cost and carbon data. And they enables you to then start to say, well, actually I've got a real good visibility on the design process, but also I know that the, the uh, elements of sustainability are being factored in through the measurement of carbon at the early stage. But that requires making sure you've got a good understanding of what is in each product that you're putting within the building and, and including all of the materials.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, here we're at the start of the new year in, in 2023. How, how does the industry really set themselves up for success with technology and the the process that goes along with that in this new year?
0: Um, a good question. I mean, I think the um, uh, start in many ways thinking about, you know, what are the technologies that are going to come and not just 2023, but beyond. And starting to think about um, where the regulation is going, because actually, you know, th- there's um, there's some really big uh, targets in the UK for, post-Grenfell, and there's a lot more regulation coming on that. There's, um, there's a, the Biden uh, uh, talked about, um, and I think it was, it was actually in legislation, aiming to reduce carbon emissions by 40% by 2030. Yeah. You know, that's not far away. Right. So, you know... If we're at 2023 at the moment, then we need to start thinking about what are the technologies that are going to help us uh, get into a, a more carbon neutral footprint by 2030. Well, that's EPD certification is one element of that, but making sure that we've got really good design at the early stages of the of the construction process, I think is absolutely critical and. Uh, that's you know again that's what folk we're focused on at um a big factor which is helping clients design buildings and giving them the data and the information to know what embedded carbon is within it and how to measure it Mm -hmm. and uh you know so 2023 is um i think an opportunity to probably seize the moment and recognize the kind of direction of travel which is you know a lot of the contractors and a lot of the industries operate at really low margins um so Technology can help with that. Um, look at everything from, you know, more modular design, um, offsite construction, uh, looking at what we can do to improve the uh, R&D for better materials um, in the future, and, and making sure that we've got the technology to uh, to uh, bring all of that to life. And, you know, as I say, we've got uh, I don't think there's anything groundbreaking in 2023. I think it's about uh, really kind of seizing the moment and recognizing that technology can be a way in which you can uh, have better design, have better construction, and and hopefully uh, through investment, uh, improve margins along the way. Um, you know, we've got a significant skill shortage and labour shortage, um, certainly uh, as an industry, and particularly in, in places like the UK. So, you know, how do we recognize some of these systemic challenges and, and tackle those with um, everything from more modular construction to better materials to, uh, you know, looking at what we can do to improve the uh, carbon footprint of the building? And, you know, I, I think the one thing that was often talked about, but perhaps under, uh, underutilized are things like IoT technology. So you know, sensors and uh, in buildings, looking at how we can utilise very, very kind of ubiquitous technology in many ways. Mm. Uh, IoT being a great example. Where if you if you're a facilities manager, then there must be ways in which you can use IoT at a fairly low cost to to lower the lighting when people aren't using it and lower the heating. And you know, there's all sorts of ways in which if you start with the objective of saying actually. What are we using technology for? Well, it's improved the running costs of my buildings to lower the running costs, um, improve util- utilization of the building, whatever that may be. Um, but I think you know, there's there's really 2023 is a good year to start looking at technologies if you've not already, and uh, and looking at how they can have a with with a relatively modest investment uh, can have a real impact on either the design or running of uh, of your building.
1: Yeah. I love the, the seize the day mindset of it because 2020 or 2030 and 2040, as you mentioned, that seems far away, but it's not. I, I remember when they issued the, the 2030 challenge of zero carbon. Something I was like, oh, that's so far away. It's knocking on our door now. So you have to be thinking 10 years out and kind of working backwards, um, you know, kind of reiterating the think the outcome base and then huh work backwards, as you said earlier too, uh, you have to do that in order to just not even necessarily be a step ahead, but just keep pace with the rest of the industry. If, if you're not, you're falling way behind if you don't have that eye 10 years out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, as I say, there's, there's probably more regulation that's going to come down the pike as well for, for lots of, uh, territories, uh, across the globe. Um, certainly the UK and I'm sure the U S as well. And I think, uh, you know, that's all about, you know, how can you get one step ahead and technology can play a role? It's not the answer, but, but, you know, yeah. there are data and technology, but it certainly will help.
1: For sure. Uh, are there certain uh, kind of fundamental, going back to the technology adoption and implementation side, are, are there certain fundamental building blocks that a, a company needs to have in place before really thinking about implementing new technology?
0: Well, I mean, I suppose in many ways it starts it starts with the what's the goal and what's and, and do you have the right people? Um, sure. And and you know in many ways, uh, you know this industry is not known to for for adopting um, you know what, any sort of technology uh, very quickly. And so, you yeah, know, we I think the the building blocks are really about understanding you are you trying to go and why um, attracting. The right sort of people, you know. If you if you're crazy about being in, in digital transformation, actually, we as an industry have got a real opportunity to attract people because we're at the foothills of that. So, if you want to want to join an industry that's on the road to digital transformation, you know, you, you start in construction uh, yeah. as one that uh, has got a long road to go, and that actually um, uh, could be really an interesting career for people. So, I think we have going to try and attract people in the industry who see this as a, a massive opportunity and there's a huge amount of investment going into to, uh, construction technology. I mean, sure. uh, whether that's on the private equity side or the venture capital side, I think there's a huge amount um, of opportunity there. And we're just seeing get that from reusable materials right the way through to you know um, uh, innovation when it comes to um, design and materials. So I think there's a there's a really strong opportunity now to attract people into to the industry, but the building blocks are kind of need to be based on what are you trying to achieve as a business, uh, what are we trying to achieve as an industry, uh, and you know this, the kind of classic three Cs: cost, carbon, and compliance. We know all of those issues are uh, are challenges, and um, and if we start there and figure out how technology can help us along the way, technology and data, uh, then uh, then I think that would be that would be um a, a really interesting opportunity and as i say i think there's there's some really cool companies now uh, looking at the uh the construction sector as an opportunity
1: yeah i agree that it's i, I love the, the foothill analogy because I, I think the next 10 years is going to be a really fun and exciting ride here in construction because uh, you can make such a big impact because it's there's so much stuff that's new and and still kind of the developing Base, that people that that want to come make a big change, you can make a big impact in in construction or around this digital transformation because people are still kind of learning and kind of getting their their sea legs on it. Um, so that the opportunity is is, is massive for somebody that yeah. that's appealing to them.
0: Yeah, and I think actually um, what we shouldn't just do is uh, well, it's across the spectrum, right? We've got to bring people in post university or, or or at the early stage of their career. Um, and attract them into the industry because um, uh, I think with all of those things that we've just talked about and the opportunities, uh, attracting young creative things into the uh, into the industry is part and parcel. And we've got to make uh, the industry feel attractive to yeah. really really good talent.
1: Yeah, more than more than agree. <laughs> uh,
0: what does innovation mean to you? Oh, i mean you know it's kind of small eye and big eye right so so the small innovation aspect is just you know what can you can do to um, bring in you know more cloud-based software looking at how you can use iot um, looking at how you can do visualization software you know all of those i don't think those are those are those are here and now mm-hmm. and it, this is less about innovation with a big eye innovation in your business or a, a, in a construction business could just be adopting that technology and you know this is not um, this is about adopting the technology by integrating it trying to get people bought into the adoption of it and and utilizing that across your your business mm-hmm. and so it's not innovation in in the kind of wow isn't that amazing but it's it's about using technology, embedding it and adopting it to the view that, you know, you, you're going to improve your three C's of cost, carbon and compliance. And if you start there, I think there's, there's real opportunities that you don't have to wait, you know, five years to, to for a big bang moment. I think there's lots of things that you can do that, that are incrementally really beneficial and could, you could start today. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's on the one hand on, on, on the kind of innovation with a big eye, I, I guess. Um, then I just think it's in materials. It's in design and materials. And you know, as I said, the 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 real uh, really interesting companies that are looking at you know how do you um, build marketplaces for sust- reusable materials. It's big ideas like that that are going to be really interesting because um, we can't just keep on just kind of pumping more concrete into buildings. And we've got to start thinking about how we can recycle, uh, uh in a really efficient way and, and around steel and, and other uh, materials. And I think that those, those are really important kind of big innovation areas for the industry that, that we need to tackle.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do people find out more information on, on what you are, are doing and really connect with you?
0: Um, well on, on a personal level it's Russell Um so that's uh, that's one but on uh, on a company level uh, we're listed on uh, nasdaq um, in Sweden uh, it's big factor um, probably most people um, have not heard of big factor because it's uh, it's a mostly kind of uh, it, it originated more than well 70, 70 odd years ago Um and has grown into an international company so that's b y g g f a f a k t a group so big factor
1: nice awesome (laughs) uh well final question for you if i could give you all power to innovate something in construction at the the snap of your fingers what would you choose to innovate
0: um That's a really tough question. I I think um,
1: That's why I save it for the end. (laughs) Yeah, hit you with the hardest one.
0: (laughs) I think it's, you know, maybe it's not this is not uh, terribly um, uh, innovative. But I think it's that point that we started on, which is around the collaboration tools across the supply industry, because that that kind of, you know, auditability, um, uh, the, the kind of from from ideation through to build, and everything in between that information flow. Um, and if you could have that, I think that would be the kind of golden thread that would go through everything from your 3D models into your uh, specification right away through to your, your facilities management plans. And I think you know, that to me is would be the wow moment for this industry where you've got really amazing workflow data across each of the components of the, of the value chain. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think that would lead to better design, better facilities management, better material selection, you know, and so on and so forth. I think I think, you know, it's perhaps uh, it's probably um, one of those um, moments where if we're able to do that and I don't think it's terribly hard, um, it would be a massive game changer.
1: Yeah, I agree. I like it. Well, snap, it's it's done. I like it. Uh, Russell, thanks so much for taking the time and, and joining the show today. Thank you. And now it's time for my Todd takes from this episode. First take, data is both an opportunity and a current hurdle for the industry. We are not facing a technology problem so much as a data problem. The goal with data is to collect, analyze, and share. Second take, seize the day now for the future. Russell said to start with the intended outcome and work backwards from there. I agree. If we aren't planning with an eye on where we want to be in 2030 and beyond, we are already off pace from accomplishing our goals. And finally, we are at the foothills of digital transformation and innovation for construction. The next decade is going to be one fun and exciting ride for those that are eager to make an impact. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you are interested in learning more, you can visit our sponsor, Applied Software, Great Tech Group at asti.com for more information. You can listen to this podcast anytime by simply going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our website, bridgingthegappod.com. As always, I'm Todd Wyant, thanking you for joining the conversation to model the future on the Bridging the Gap podcast. Keep innovating. Bridging the Gap is hosted, directed, and produced by Todd Wyant, edited, and produced by Eric Daniel. Bridging the Gap is an Applied Software, Great Tech Group production. Copyright Applied Software, Grey Tech Group 2023.